Welcome to the exciting conclusion of the Pizza Bros Special Order, The Zap Plan, Chapter 4. Steve and Dennis can hear the zombies moan and groan outside the shelter. On occasion, they rattle the door, but thankfully, they cannot get inside. Steve looks over Ed's injuries with concern. Did he get bit? Asks a scared Dennis. No, but he whacked his head really hard. I don't know how long he'll be out for, replies Steve. Steve takes a deep breath to calm his nerves. <sighs> we just barely made it, huh? Asks Steve with an uncomfortable laugh. Yeah, barely. Says Dennis as he pulls out a cigarette and lights it with shaking hands. Steve continues to look over Ed's injuries and doesn't notice Dennis's smoking. At least we have plenty of food in here. We're lucky Trent came in last night, says Dennis as he surveys their situation. The smell of the cigarette suddenly hits Steve's nose. Why are you smoking in here? Don't you know we only have so much air? Dennis shrugs. Uh, I don't think this place is airtight. And at the rate things are going, the zombies are going to kill me way before the lung cancer does. The weight of the situation hits them both, and they stare silently into the distance. Ugh, moans Ed as he regains consciousness, his head aching in a new way now. Where am I? He asks as he sits up on his own. Wait, why is my crotch wet? Did I pee myself? You were knocked unconscious, and we dragged you into the walk-in when we were overrun by zombies, Steve informs him. Ed looks down at his hands and sees that the pizza slicers are still taped to them. Can you guys help me get these off? He asks. Steve and Dennis help to pull them off. Do you want any water or anything? Dennis asks. No, I don't feel so good says Ed as he turns a little green. You look like you're about to Ralph, says Steve. Uh, yeah, where's the bucket? He asks. Dennis points to the corner with the bucket. Ed scampers over as quick as he can and proceeds to puke his brains out. Oh, that's disgusting, says Ed as he wipes his mouth. Here, says Steve as he hands Ed a bottled water. I'm going to call for help. If Ed's puking after a head injury, he probably has a pretty severe concussion and needs medical treatment says Steve as he digs his cell phone out of his pocket. Steve unlocks the screen of his phone, looks at it, and frowns. No service. Crap, he says. What about you? He asks Dennis. Dennis looks at his phone. Nothing. Ed? Asks Steve. My phone is in the office, but I don't get service of the walk-in either. It's got to be the big double-sided metal walls, says Ed. Guess that makes sense. It's basically a Faraday cage, says Steve. Oh, what? Asks Ed. Uh, a big metal box that blocks electricity and radio waves, replies Steve as simply as he can. I guess all we can do is wait, says Dennis as he finishes his cigarette and flicks it on the floor. A seemingly long time later, the three get hungry and decide to eat some of the food in the fridge to sustain themselves. Suddenly, Dennis discovers a mysterious fluid on his arm and panics. <gasps> ah! I was bit by a zombie when I closed the door! I'm going to turn into a you both? Dennis cries loudly, his arms flailing in the wind. Ed, knowing that Dennis has a history of exaggerating his injuries, inspects the wound. Hmm, he says as he examines the arm. Ed sticks his finger in the fluid and puts it in his mouth. Are you nuts? Now you'll turn into a zombie! exclaims Dennis. It's just buffalo wing sauce. Take a breath, says Ed. Oh. My bad, apologizes an embarrassed but clearly relieved Dennis. 
As more time passes, the guys entertain themselves as they wait for rescue. They eat cold, pre-cooked chicken wings and throw the bones on the ground. These aren't too bad cold, says Ed. Huh, just a little rubbery, but otherwise okay, Steve agrees. Can you pass the ranch? Asks Dennis. To help pass the time, Dennis writes a food-themed play so that their little refrigerator community can keep culture and art alive in the post-apocalyptic world. Steve, you'll play Mr. Pepperoni. Ed, you're Mr. Sausage, and I'll play the role of Mr. Bacon, he says as he assigns them roles. If we're all meats, who's going to play the vegetables? Asks Steve. (sighs) Fine, says an exasperated Dennis. You can be Mr. Green Pepper instead. Yay, says Steve happily. A while later, Steve looks at his phone to see how much time has passed, but he finds it dead. Do you know what time it is? Steve asks Dennis. Dennis looks at his phone. My phone is dead, too, he replies. To continue to pass the time, they play disc golf with large chocolate chip cookies. Hey, these cookies fly surprisingly well, admires Steve. Too bad we don't have a real disc golf course. I bet these things would fly a hundred yards, agrees Dennis. As the time continues to pass by, the trio runs out of things to do and reflects on their current state in life. Come a little closer, guys. I'm pretty cold, Ed says as he shivers. Sure, no problem, agrees Steve. If he's getting cold, with that head injury, it's not a good sign. We better do what we can to make him comfortable. As the three cuddle together with Ed in the center, Ed sighs as he thinks about the things in his life that could have been. I can't believe I'm going to die at Pizza Bros, of all places. It's ironic, really, laments Ed. I didn't even want to work here to begin with. This just started as a part-time delivery job for extra money. Part-time became full-time, full-time became shift lead, and then assistant manager, and now I'm the general manager. And with this stupid zombie apocalypse, I'll never get to pursue my dream. I feel you. I've always dreamed of being a comic book writer, and if I get out of here, I'm going to do it says Steve positively. I've always wanted to be a world-renowned paleontologist. You know, like Dr. Ohio Smith from those movies, offers Dennis. Dennis thinks for a moment, and in a moment of rare compassion asks, Ed, what's your dream? Ed looks wistfully off into the ceiling. (sighs) Ever since I was a little kid, it's all I've ever wanted. It's a thing that keeps me going when times get tough. What is it? Steve asks. I... I want to be the general manager of a McBurgers franchise, declares Ed. McBurgers? Asks Dennis, unimpressed. Yeah, insists Ed. You want to be the general manager of McBurgers, repeats Steve. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Ed asks defensively. Well, nothing, I guess. It's your dream. It just seems so... Ugh... What's the word? Says Steve. Anticlimactic? Offers Dennis. Exactly! Anticlimactic! Agrees Steve. Mmm, grunts Ed. At least I don't want to dig up dirt and color in between the lines all day. Ed mutters angrily to himself as he pouts about their lack of enthusiasm for his dream. The three stare off into the distance in awkward silence. How long have we been in here? Steve asks aloud. Days? offers Ed. Maybe a week or so? Offers Dennis. Suddenly, their idle chit-chat is broken by the sound of a loud bang on the door. What's that? Asks Steve. Bang! Goes the door again. 
bang, bang. This is it. They're coming for us, exclaims Ed. <laughs> Steve, I just need you to know that I'm sorry that we had that stupid fight. You're the closest thing I have to a best friend. I don't want to die knowing that you hate me, exclaims Dennis. Bang. I'm sorry too, Dennis. I love you, man, returns Steve. Bros? He asks. Bang. Bros? Agrees Dennis as they both fist bump. Suddenly, the door flies open and bright lights shine in their eyes. They are blinded. Ah! The three of them scream in fear. They wait for the oncoming attack, hands over their eyes, shaking with fear. But no attack comes. Suddenly, a voice calls from outside the fridge. Come out with your hands up where we can see them, demands the voice. Zombies can't speak English, Steve says timidly. Who, who, who is that? Asks Ed, his voice breaking from fear. This is the Chesterwood police. Come out slowly with your hands up, demands the voice. Slowly, one by one, they head out of the makeshift survival shelter, their hands in the air. Ed exits the room first, only to see his boss, Debbie, surrounded by police officers in SWAT gear waiting for them. Debbie, what are, what are you doing here? Asks Ed with surprise. Where are the zombies? Did, did you kill them all? Where are the bodies? I don't understand. Next, Steve and Dennis come out together. They are as puzzled and shocked as Ed is. Where are the zombies? Asks Steve in surprise. Debbie is annoyed at their questions. How many times do I have to tell you to check every single email I send you? Don't you think there's a reason I mark certain ones urgent? She asks Ed. But if they're all marked urgent, how can I tell which ones are actually urgent? Objects Ed. Also, I've been locked in that makeshift survival shelter for over a week. So how can I read an email from yesterday? You idiot. You've only been in there for three hours. She informs him. Three hours? He replies shocked. But, but, but the zombies, stammers Steve. If Ed would have opened his eyes and looked, he would know that corporate sent an email yesterday explaining to him that there was going to be a practice zombie attack at the store. She continues. You know you're a test store, so they're going to test new ideas, recipes, and technologies here. That's why every email I send you is urgent. A practice zombie attack? Ed repeats. Dennis's mouth drops open in shock. Wait a minute. Are you telling me those weren't real zombies? Of course not. Zombies aren't real. Everyone knows that, replies Debbie. Those zombies were all just actors from a local community theater. And quite frankly, none of them were even very good. I'm surprised you didn't notice how bad they were. A look of horror creeps over Dennis's face. I shot real people? I'm a monster! He exclaims aloud with his arms outstretched towards the ceiling as he falls on his knees. Shot people? Oh no. Debbie continues. You're a pizza delivery restaurant. Do you really think we'd give you access to real bullets? Those are fake bullets filled with red paint. You know, kind of like hard paintballs. Now, I'm going to need the three of you to go get checked out by the paramedics while they evaluate what kind of damage was done to the store during the training exercise. Debbie informs them. As the trio walks away from their shelter, still in shock from the day's event, Debbie walks into the refrigerator to survey the damage. She sees piles of eaten food scraps, cigarette butts, and the place they were all cuddling for warmth. But then, she sees something more horrifying than anything. Who 
poop this bucket! She screams with palpable horror. Wait, is that puke under the poop? Oh, so freaking disgusting! Uh, 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 stammers Ed. You guys were in here for three hours! Three hours! She continues. Someone get in here and clean this up before the health inspector shows up and sees it! To this day, the three of them will not admit as to which one pooped the bucket. But we all know, dear reader, it was Ed. The end.